Thank you for joining in on today's podcast at The Gathering Church, a place of grace where people far from God experience life in Christ. To find out more information about our ministry, please go into the World Wide Web at www.thegatheringnj.org. Again, that's www.thegatheringnj.org. Sit back, relax, and listen in. revelation may not be something that's going to be like whoa man that just opened up my eyes but this is more going to be something that is a can I say a friendly reminder something that we need to remember and do so the title of this uh, message is indispensable indispensable amen see one of the great things I enjoy and I like about you know, come into the gathering church, and you might as well too, is the moment you walk in here, there's an atmosphere of love. There's an atmosphere of love where you're bound to get a hug, you're bound to get a friendly smile or, you know, or, or someone greeting you. You know, it's there. Not only is it there, but it's, it's contagious, you know. It runs over, you know. You know, you just, you know, want to say hi, you know, greet everyone. We have our welcome song, and it's, it's amazing. That stuff grows on you, you know? Not only that, but, you know, here, unlike some other churches, you know, we are down to earth, you know, genuine. You know, you can relate to your brothers and sisters, you know? It's not like, you know, somebody is all up there, you know, and they're talking something, and you're like, what are they saying? I don't get what's going on. What is this person talking about, you know? But no. We are down to earth. We can relate with one another. And that's what's great. That's a blessing and a gift that God has given us. It's amazing. But with all that said, what happens when we leave? When we walk out those doors, what happens? Is the same love that we have for one another while we are here evident amongst each other when we're out there going about in the midst of our week? Is that same sort of love and care for one another, is it evident in the midst of our week? Is the body of Christ intact? Or does the right hand not know what the left hand is doing? You know, as a matter of fact, why do we come to church? Why are you here? You know, have you ever asked yourself that? Why am I here? What is the reason? Okay, maybe you came to get an amazing word hear some great music all right all right or you know maybe you came because you know you're just so used to it it's what you've been doing since you were a kid you know and it's just a pattern so you just come and you experience God and that's it or maybe you come because you know you know you want to feel like you're a good person you know mom and dad will be proud that I'm here at church you know maybe that's the reason why I mean, granted, 
the word is amazing. Amen. Yes, it is. The music is off the chain, right? But is that all you came for? Is that the only reason why you came here? Okay. Maybe you came because you wanted to be at peace with God. You know, you wanted to be one with him. But does it end there? Is that it? See, the key aspect that some of us as churchgoers often overlook is community. Community, not just community, but community within the church, or even more so, community beyond the sanctuary. Amen? See, it's not enough for us to come, hear a good word, get a prayer in, worship through some great melodious songs, and then go about our merry way. It's not enough for us to say, hi, how you doing, good? Great, all right, amen. And then that's just it. There's no connection throughout the week. You know, I remember there was one point where uh, Brother Willie, it was like about maybe two, three weeks ago, came up to me and said, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, um, you know, call me or I'll call you, you know, in the, during the week. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> we were just talking about the NBA, you know, the finals and everything like that. And I'm like, oh, wow. When was the last time I just called somebody within the church just to call them and say, what's up, what's going on? It's like, man, it's been a while. And what Brother Willie just said reminded me, like, yeah, you know, that's something that's missing at times. We need that. Each and every one of us needs that. So some of you might be wondering, okay, you know, why isn't it enough just to come here, you know? Why, you know, do we need to press on to do that? Well, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Is Sunday, uh, Sunday worship experience enough when in the middle of your week you're stressed to the point that you find it hard to pray for yourself because you just can't think straight? Is Sunday worship experience enough when you find your faith being challenged every step you take you are tempted to give up? You just want to throw in a towel. All right? Is Sunday worship experience enough when you're slipping and falling, and you just can't get up. You try to get up, you're trying, but it's hard to get back up. You see, the thing is that it's not enough for us to stay this way. The church was never designed to be just a Sunday worship experience. No, no, it's not, all right, you know, I come here, it's all good, did what I gotta do, all right, great, got it. Until next time, folks, see you later. Nah, it's not all about that. It isn't. It's not a weekly episode. Nope. It's not a weekly episode. <laughs> you ain't got to wait till next week to see what happens. Nah, no, no. You ain't. You can start seeing what happens tonight, tomorrow, the next day after that, the next hour, the next minute. You can start seeing it happen now. What I am saying is that the church is not defined by these walls. No, it's not. It's defined by the people. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. And if this is so, we got to stay connected throughout the week. 
we got to ask our brothers and sisters, how are things going? How are you doing? You know, call somebody up. You know, do something fun. Maybe go to the movie. Maybe go, you know, for karaoke. Something. Right? Amen? Amen? Amen. All right. You know? And sometimes you just got to connect with some people that we hardly connect with. Some people that we hardly, because you can say, okay, I'm going to get, I'm going to, you know, stay connected. Now, I stay connected with you, Pastor, you know, you know, we stay connected, you know, you know, we're on committee, you know, do so. I stay connected with you. But then again, you know, am I staying connected to Brother Jonathan over here? Am I talking to him? Am I staying connected with him? You know, because it could be so easy for us to connect. It could be so easy for you to connect, for him to connect. It could be so easy. But God is asking us to move beyond that because we are the body of Christ. Mm. Some of y'all are going to hear what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> Some of y'all are about to hear what I'm talking about right now. You see, imagine if the lung said to the heart, hey, you know, it's been great, you know, staying connected and all that. But, you know, I love you, but I got to inhale some oxygen on my own. You know, you'll be good, you know. You'll be just fine, heart. You got it. But, you know, just continue pumping that blood. Do your thing. See you next week. Deuces. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Can you see that happening? Sister Marolu would know, uh, as we call her, Nurse Mo, would know that the lungs and the heart are interconnected. One depends on the other. It depends on the other. Every single part of the body depends on the other part of the body. Yes, sometimes certain things we can get away with, but certain parts of the body play key roles. And when you lack one, sometimes you're not just that efficient enough. Amen? Let's uh, open the Bible and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14 to 26. Everybody there? All right. It says, even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the hand cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that, are, that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. 
and the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there will be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Amen? Amen. Some of you are walking around and thinking, I don't mean much. I'm not that important to the church. Even some of you are filling roles in the, in the church, and you're saying, oh, you know, my role is just you know, a little some, some, you know, it's not that important. Some of you are saying, oh, there's a church event this weekend? Ah, oh, they don't need me there. It's all good. I mean, no, they'll be fine. They'll, they'll, they'll be good on their own, you know. It doesn't matter that I'm not there, right? I mean, it's all good. But no, it does matter. Those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Look to your neighbors and say, you're indispensable. You are not the weakest link. Amen? You are not the weakest link. You are important. Now, what does indispensable mean? In a dictionary, there are two definitions that I pointed out that indispensable means. One is absolutely necessary, essential. The other is not subject to being set aside or neglected. My friends of the Gathering Church, you are absolutely necessary to the body of Christ. Not only that, you are absolutely necessary to the Gathering Church. There is no one like you. You are unique. God made you in a certain way. You bring something to the table. It's not like you just, you know, oh, okay, I'm just, you know, I'm just uh, a kidney, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just do a couple things. Oh, you know, now I'm just there, you know, just pretty much nothing. That's all I just do, you know, just sit around and listen to the word and just take it all in, you know. Or some of you might, you know, I do this role. It's so important, but, I mean, it's what I do. It's not that important. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not like it's, it's all this greatness about it, you know. I mean, it's just, just what I do. But when an event comes up, you should just go ahead and go there. Now, I know, I know, this is hard for me, that sometimes it's hard for us to be everywhere at the same time, you know. Sometimes we just can't have that, that, that connection all the time. We're not always able to be there because... We have work, we have class, there's so many things that we have that come up. I mean, it's just so funny, but my, my summer months has been filled with, you know, working at night almost every day to the point that my manager was like, hey, um, you know, one of our people that usually does this job won't be here for the next month. So we, I, what I want you to do it's to take over her role. So that means that you're going to have her schedule, okay? All right? And um, I'm going to need you to work at night. And I'm going to need you to work on Sunday, too. And I'm like, Let's work on Sunday? <laughs> you saw when I applied for this job, I cannot work on Sundays. Put that down there, right? 
because I know that there has to be at least some time when I have that moment, that opportunity to take and rest or to fellowship or to do those things. And not only that, but it's my time to come to church, to be filled with the word and all those things, right? So I told them, I said, well, you know, I'm working this day, that day, that day, that day. I got all those days. You have all those days, but, you know, this day, I just need, I need, I need a break. I need a time where I can just set aside and rest for just one second, just one moment. Just breathe, right? And I was even telling him, I was like, you know, I want to do this. I want to do that, you know. Maybe I want to go to the fair or something. I mean, you know how it is. And that's the thing. Sometimes, you know, you have to be real with your manager. I'm not saying you have to, you know, shut them down or be disrespectful, but they got to understand where you're coming from, you know? I mean, if, if the Jews can, you know, take a Sabbath day and it be all good, or the Muslims can take, you know, their time of prayer and it be all good, then why not can we take that moment, take that second? So, you know... I told them that, but what I'm saying here is that some of you are looking at your schedule. Some of you are looking, you know, and saying like, oh, I don't got time for, you know, connecting with my brothers and sisters. I got to do this. I got to do that, you know, and if I do that, I'm going to have to rearrange my schedule, turn things around, and you know you could do it, but you just don't care. You don't try, you know, or some of you are just waiting, you know, we're like, oh, yeah, we got this thing going on. We have this event. You know, we want to make sure that everyone is there, that everybody, you know, comes out, and you're just, like, waiting. You know, every you ever get that Facebook invite, events coming up, somebody's party or something, and then you can see everybody who's going, yeah. see people who said the maybe, yeah. and see the people who said the decline. Yeah. And you're just waiting. You're like, okay. Michael didn't go? All right, Michael said he's not going? Okay. I'm going to wait till Letitia says she ain't going. And then you're waiting, and you're waiting, and then Letitia's going, and you're like, oh, Letitia's going? That's only two people. You know, I'll wait for more, five more, five more people at least, because, you know, it's not going to be fun without that many people, right? You know, I need some more people, right? So then you're waiting, you're waiting, and all the while, everybody's thinking the same thing. Everybody's like, yo, I'm waiting for that person. To, I'm waiting for five people at least. I'm not going to go over there. And everybody's waiting. Everybody's waiting to see who's coming. He ain't going. She ain't going. Okay, I'll stay home. And that's what we say. But no, you are absolutely necessary. You are necessary to the body of Christ. If the lung said, see you when I see you. The heart will never receive the oxygen that it needs in order to supply the healthy blood throughout the body. God forbid the body will start, stop existing. The life of the body will, st will not be there anymore. Even when you look at the kidneys, have you ever wondered why there are two kidneys? You know? And if you hear it, you will know that you can survive with just one kidney. Amen? You could survive with just one kidney. However, if you read even further, if you have two kidneys, your body, the whole process of the filtering would be more efficient than if you only had one. Two are better than one. 
Amen? All right, all right. I think you guys catching that. I think you guys caught that. Amen? Not only are you indispensable, but the idea of community beyond the sanctuary is indispensable. It's absolutely necessary. It cannot be neglected or put aside. Let's go to uh, our Bibles again, to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 to 25. It says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. This scripture right here is essential to what even occurred in the book of Acts, if you read in the book of, book of Acts, they, the people of God, the body of Christ, they made a point to meet one another, even to come to each other's homes, houses, to eat, to fellowship, to do things, to, you know, just to stay connected. Not only that, but to share their life, to share their testimony. And it edified them. It built them up. See, it's necessary that we stay connected. And if we fail to stay connected, you know, we will become lost in the loop of things, in our faith, in what we're doing, what we're believing in. Because when you go in throughout your week, there are many challenges that, challenges that you face. Sometimes you get tempted. Sometimes people challenge your own faith. People say stuff that makes you think, this faith? You know, am I really believing in God doing this and doing that? God really, is all this real? Like, you know, I mean, people are saying this, you know, and the agnostics or people are saying that, and, you know, you're thinking and you're wondering to yourself. But without that connection to keep you going throughout your week, without that, you know, that, that, that help for somebody to just uphold you in your faith, you can just easily get lost and start doubting and start fearing, and that's where things start beginning to crumble and, and your faith is no longer strong anymore to stand up. See, there's many reasons why we don't commit to creating community. I mean, because this kind of thing should just come naturally, right? If we love our brothers and sisters so much, then, you know, why don't we just, you know, invite them out, do a couple things like this and that, right? But here are a couple reasons why. And these are just a couple because there's so many. Some of you don't like others to get into your personal space. Some of you don't like others to get in your personal space. Like, no, nah, this is me right here. No, 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 no. You know? Oh, they trying to come to my house? No, 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 no. Nah, I'm not doing that. How you doing? Good, good. All right. See ya. But this life is not all about you. <laughs> this life is not all about you. This life is not compartmentalized, okay? All right? It's not here, and then I'm here. No, 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 no. It's like you're all interweaved. Everything is connected. You are here for a reason. People are here for a reason. When you come here, you are around. There are people with you here praising and believing God. I mean, couldn't you just do that at home? 
couldn't you just stay at home and just, you know, just praise and believe and just, holy, yes, God, you know? But there's a reason why you are here connected with one another. There is something essential, more important. You're staying connected with your fellow brothers and sisters who believe in the same thing that you believe in, who are striving towards the same goal that you are striving towards, who can pick you up when you're feeling down, who can strengthen you. He could keep you going. And it's not enough just for Sunday for that to be all. It just ain't enough. It ain't enough. There's more. There's more that we need because if we don't have that, the life, the body, will begin to just deteriorate, to just, you know, wither off. And that's not what God wants. Amen? And then some of you are just lazy. Like, I could do that. Like, oh, well, you know, just, just tired. You know, I don't want to do this right now, you know? I'm just waiting for the motivation to just go out there and just call them up, to just say something, to go out to the movies. I'm just going to wait for that. I'm going to wait for it to happen. But, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, and I was feeling, I was like, man, you know, I just feel, you know, lacking the motivation to do this and to do that. I'm like, what? Forget the motivation. Forget the motivation. You always have to wait for the oomph to come in order for you to go out there and do what you need to do? No, no. If you know in your mind that this is the right thing to do, I need to do this, and even though you don't have the um to just go out there and do it, you got to do it. Yes. Amen? Yes. Amen. Sometimes the motivation will come along the way. Come it will catch you along the way, the excitement, the fun. Like, what? I came here. I didn't know I was going to have all this fun, but now I'm having fun. This is amazing. What? Wow, I cannot believe this. God is amazing. What if I just stay home? What if we didn't go out that? What if, what if all that, you know? And that's, and, and, and that's what it is. It's great when we have the motivation where we can just say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm ready to do this, I'm ready to do that. We have that, yes. In the beginning of the year, we have that. I know I had that. <laughs> I ain't fronting. I know I had that. And then, and then it came to June, July. I'm like, Pastor? Man. Pastor's <laughs> like, I pray for you, brother. I'm praying for you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Another thing is, some of us are too busy. You know, you're saying, you know, I got all these goals I want to reach. It's the banner year, right? I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to make this happen. I want to make that happen. So you're all in the midst of all your goals that it consumes you so much and you forget that there's something else there waiting for you that God is calling you to come to, and that's community. God is saying you need balance, all right? He's saying that you want to get there, yet you're so consumed in your whole goals. You're, you know, focused on this, you know, staying in the office, don't want to talk to nobody. Don't, you know, just, just got to stay right here until this happens, until this works out, you know. And, and then you're just stuck in that area. But God is saying, I'm the one who put that goal in your heart. I crafted it in such a way that I know what you need. Your fellow believer needs to get you, where, to, you to where you need to be. However, you're stuck in thinking that I can just do this all by myself. 
you're stuck into believing that, you know, I have to get this done. You know, there's too many things going on. I need to do this. Yet, you're forgetting that you need to stay connected because that fellow believer will get you to where you need to be. God is trying to tell us to slow down. I want you to achieve your goals, but you need to slow down. Get renewed. Get refreshed. Get encouraged. Take their advice and go with it. You know, be one with them. Have fun. Have, you know, have, let those things happen because that's life, you know? It's not all about, you know, the hustle and doing this and that. No, no, no. Sometimes you just got to slow down and just say, okay, let me stop for a moment. Let me hear what they're saying. Okay, let me do this. Let me do that. This is good. All right. And then keep on going. Keep on shooting towards where God wants you to be. Amen? And then some of us are hesitant out of fear and insecurity. You know, Pastor made a great message last week about fear, about living in fear and the what ifs and all those things. And sometimes we can just be so insecure that we think, what if this, what if that, you know? But that's like the trick of the enemy to put us in that fear so that we won't push to where he wants us to be, where God wants us to be. So there are ways in which, you know, you can get out of this, out of this, you know, way of life, way of living. And I'm going to tell you why it's so important that you should do this. I'm just going to give you two other reasons. And it's one that I've been stressing throughout this whole message, and it's that you need somebody that you can relate to to uphold you in your faith. If we look at the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verse 10, when we get there, it says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. I'll give you a story. Probably a couple months ago, I think it was right about the time of right before we were having our whole Easter, you know, celebration and everything. There was just so much going on, not only just within the church, but in, my daily, in, in, in our daily life. And I think, I believe it was like that for every one of us, you know, amen. Some things that irritated me, you know, other instances where somebody said something and I just want to speak out and say, no, 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 that's not, what, what are you talking about? That's not right. And then, you know, fortunately I didn't. But despite all that, I felt so consumed of, I said, man, I need to talk to somebody who understands where I'm coming from, who hears me out. So I'm like, well, you know what? Let me, let, me, let me just text Pastor. I'm like, Pastor, I'm like, this has been a crazy week. I don't know what's going on. And then later on, you know, I call him up and everything like that. And then Pastor just shares with me some similar experiences that he had and stuff like that, encouraged me, prayed for me, and, and kept me to push on, to keep moving on. He reminded me, you know, of what, of, what, of what was going on, of how life was, how things were. And this was possible because, not because it just happened, but because there was already a connection that had been made prior to that. There had already been moments of connection that had made prior to that that I felt comfortable enough to do that. Who do you feel comfortable enough to come to who is a believer in the faith, who can understand where you're coming from, and who, up, can, who can uphold you in those moments 
where, you know, it's just so tough, or you just, there's nobody who understands, you know, where you're coming from. Who can you look to, you know? For some of you, you experience these things throughout your week, you know, and because you haven't made that connection, you know, you don't feel comfortable in talking to somebody and expressing, you know, what challenges you face. Or maybe you did before, but it's been so long since you've done that. So, you know, you're just like, okay, well, I talked to that person before, but, you know, now I kind of feel strange, so I don't know if I should talk to them now. You know, and we get into this mindset and into these moments, and it's like, where are you, no, who are you, who are you keeping in touch with? There's so much opposition, and you're asking yourself, you know, where do I turn to? So then you try to patch things up together, you try to hold things together, yet the lies continue to come in, continue to feed in, and then you're trying to patch it up together, and you're just like, okay, I'm just gonna pray to God, whatever, but then it's just so hard to even shout a prayer. Who do you turn to when you're trying to push, when you're trying to live the life that God has called you to live? In those moments, who can lift you up? Do you have somebody to hear you out? Someone who is not gonna condemn you, but will lift you up. And I'm here to tell you that as a gathering church, many of us have been through similar trials and experiences. And each and every one of us, you know, we have been through stuff and we understand the love that Christ has for us. So we know in our hearts and our minds that, you know what? Christ didn't condemn us, so why should we condemn you? Christ didn't think this way, so why should we condemn you? And sometimes that's what's keeping us. That's what's making us fearful or hesitant because we feel that if we come out and we say something to someone, you know, who may be on our hearts to talk to, we feel that, you know, they're just going to, you know, shut us down. And they're just going to, like, you know, just, you know, say, oh, you this, that, that, that. But I'm glad to say that here at the Gathering Church is a great thing that it's not like that. Amen?